Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is a Thanksgiving special. Sorry, Power Strike fans, you'll have to wait another week. We had a small window to record and I was just too sick to do so. So, in lieu of leaving our loyal listeners empty-handed, we each separately recorded some Thanksgiving reflections. And without further ado, on with the show! And now, some Thanksgiving thoughts from Cartridge Commander Eric. Well, thank you so much, Nick. Now, you're probably going to hear some of this repeated from Nick's side of this, but we are recording separately because we were on a tight schedule, and uh, Nick was very sick, and we could not record our next two shows we usually do a chunk of two or three at a time and um you know we had to get some out for our loyal fans and followers so i am recording right now not the greatest audio quality i'm sorry i'm in the old cartridge command center aka my basement it is thanksgiving evening and i have uh had a few adult beverages i had a long day of cooking and a little bit of cleaning and uh well now i guess i'm ready to muse about thanksgiving in general uh, for me growing up Thanksgiving was always at my mamaw's house, and uh, for all of you uh, international listeners or people in different parts of the United States, that's a that's an Appalachian grandmother, and it was about two hours away from my house, so there was uh, no no video games there, and uh, I was not allowed to bring my Nintendo either. So uh, until the Game Boy came out, there were no gaming memories really associated with Thanksgiving time in general, but it was always a great holiday full of great food, the Macy's Day Parade in the morning, and you know, a great time to see my aunts and uncles and all my cousins that lived in a different city than I did. But you better believe once I had that Game Boy, at least on the drive there and on the drive back, I was playing as much uh, Fall of the Foot Clan, Tetris, and Super Mario Land as I could. The worst part was the drive home because that was always at night and I had that clip-on giant magnifying glass slash light fixture for the Game Boy that barely helped. But man, I would squint and try to angle it just right to make sure I could use that screen for as long as I could. And then as I got older, you know, I'm an Air Force brat and uh, my family moved away. I didn't have uh, any family close by and, you know, I was too poor as a college kid and slightly after to drive across the state to visit my, you know, grandma and my aunts and uncles. So, you know, luckily for me, Nick's family was always there for me and they always invited me in and I spent many a great Thanksgiving at his mom's house and have a lot of fond memories of the two turkeys his stepdad would cook and, you know, just a full smorgasbord. And they're a little more relaxed in my family. So it was always nice to just let my hair down, chill out, and even though I wasn't a huge fan, watch some NASCAR. So Nick gave me like a, a homework assignment here. I, I have like a list of things I'm supposed to go through that I'm thankful for. Um, and it really was like I felt like I was transported back to grade school here. and But, you know, in a good way, I guess. Next up, I'm going to talk about the games I'm thankful for in general, and uh, I'm sure Nick's going to say the same thing, but Zelda. Zelda 1, it was there from the beginning for me. It wasn't the first game I got from my Nintendo, but it was early on. And those first few you know, years, I would say, I never really fully understood it. I would you know, go around, and I was nowhere close to beating it. But as I grew, I learned more and more of the game systems and what was expected of me, and it was always something I could go back to and play again and again. And I rebought it for like every system that it's ever come back out on. I had the Game Boy Advance cartridge of it. I uh, bought it on the Wii U and the Wii, and you know, I mean, it's just a game that 
to this day, I'll go back and play for, you know, just a few hours. I'll see eh, how long will it take me to get everything I want to get before I go into that first dungeon, really fully specced out. So thank you, Zelda. So while there's a lot of older games that I am really grateful for, I've played games throughout all my life, and I've owned, you know, every current Nintendo system, and so I've always tried to stay semi-current with games. And I am a man with a family, so a lot of the games I'm thankful for reflect that, whereas my next game, Animal Crossing. I know it's not the coolest or manliest of games to enjoy, but I was really intrigued by it when it came out on the GameCube, and it's when I first started dating, uh, you know... Jay, my significant other here, and I was working in TV at the time, and that's a game that she would play when I was working on an early morning show. I'd come home, uh, we shared a car, well, let's realize that, she let me borrow her car, and then in the afternoons, she'd go to work, and I'd play the game, and we'd leave each other notes and presents, and frankly, it was a lot easier being a really good boyfriend in Animal Crossing than in real life. Uh, I, I could afford anything I wanted in you know, Tom Nook's shop, so it was instrumental in being able to share one of my passions with a woman I love. So thank you, Animal Crossing. And then a big thanks to all the Animal Crossings after that, because I've shared them with all my kids. It's a way they've learned to read, and uh, it's secretly a great reading tool. Uh, the rule in my house is if I ever catch you skipping dialogue, you're done with the game for the day. So uh, my kids would sit there and slowly read aloud, you know, uh, I need to take a seashell to Poppy. Got it. And um, it's just something our family has shared. It's a great thing that we all have one thing that we can look forward to the next Animal Crossing coming out or share some fun memories of the previous ones we've played together. So thank you, every other Animal Crossing. Uh, next up, I'd like to thank the Lego games because, well, they're not my main cup of tea. They're a game I was able to play with both of my kids from a very early age. I talk to gamer parents and I'm like, hey, if you want your kid to play a game with you, get a Lego game. It's impossible for them to die. And, you know, they love just running around hitting things. So you can be playing the game and they can be playing whatever it is, but they're, you know, getting that understanding of mechanics and, and play control and, and, you know, the important things in life. I will say parents of uh, kids playing the newer ones have it much better because the day they finally split screen that stuff was the greatest day uh, ever because you as a parent could finally just go to the end of the level and finish it while your kid had a blast beating up the same trash can for like two minutes laughing their butts off. So thank you, Lego Games. The next game I want to thank is New Super Mario Brothers for the Wii. It was a three-player game. It was there when my son was just becoming uh, able to really grasp full game concepts and stuff. And that game, we had a file that we beat together as a family, which, as a big nerd, that's like what a, an amazing achievement that you could beat a game with the woman you love and your child. It's, it doesn't really get much better than that in terms of parenting goals. So thank you. Thank you very much, New Super Mario Brothers. Uh, the next game I want to thank is Toe Jam & Earl. Uh, it is a game that my best friend when I was a kid in grade school had. We played it for a bit. But then later in life when Nick and I became roommates, best friends, we rediscovered it. And um, it became this like challenge we gave each other that every year we would try and beat this game for our birthdays. And uh, we never did. But you know what? I think we're, we're always going to try. We've beaten it individually, cheating. But I think there will be a day where we go together and beat it because it's just such a fun thing to sit down and, and goof off. And, you know, there's very few better memories than those of sharing a game with your best friend. So thank you, Toe Jam and Earl. And another game I want to thank is Super Mario Odyssey. I know I've got a lot more recent games on here, but these are games that I've gotten to share with my family. And this was the first game that my daughter beat on her own. It was really great to see her take this game. And even though she was very challenged by many parts of it, she really brute forced her way through like only a 
seven-year-old can. And and it was great because the whole family was playing it. So we all were hunting for the moons everywhere, her and her brother's competition to see who could get the most moons. It was really great to have a game that the whole family was playing together, uh, even though separately. And of course, being the dad who is a gaming podcaster, uh, I had to show everyone up in the household. And I did go ahead and get every moon in the original release of the game. So thank you, Super Mario Odyssey. And finally, the last game I want to thank is one that is a sequel to the first game I thanked. It's Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's the first game in a long time that really captured me. And, and, you know, well, I lost sleep over it. And I stayed up way too late as an adult and realized, like, I'm only going to get, like, four or five hours of sleep tonight because of this stupid game. But you know what? It was worth it. Every time I crested a new hill or mountain and saw the plains or valley I wanted to explore, stumbling upon crazy enemies and weird places or things you could do with the physics that you thought, well, this should work. And when it does work, it's pretty amazing. And then on top of that, my son was playing through it at the same time, but we made sure to never watch each other solve any of the little dungeons in the game. So we could go back and forth and talk about what we did to get this one or that one. And it was great because, you know, back in grade school or you know, sometimes with some of the newer games, you can go back and forth with someone and talk about your favorite things. But to have that granular conversation of, oh, you did this and that, but I did this and that, it was just a great bonding experience for me and my son. So thank you, Breath of the Wild. Well, now I'm supposed to do a podcast uh, episodes list that I'm thankful for. And I don't really know what Nick meant by that. And uh, I guess I could text or call him, but whatever. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, I, I think there's a few games that uh, the episodes really brought out some more interesting things about systems or games I, I really didn't give a chance or, you know, didn't know anything about. Uh, a lot of Sega games, for sure. Uh, Rocket Knight is one. Uh, uh, that episode, really, I, I found one of my new favorite games of all time, and it was on the Sega, so that's pretty cool. Of course, River City Ransom. Uh, I played that game a lot, um, but I played that through uh, with my kids, and they love it, and... It's great because now they seek out games of that, that style and in that genre, and uh, I love to play them, so it's always great to have more people that live in your house to play those games with. And then there's Punch-Out, uh, a game that I never played much when I was younger because it seemed so incredibly hard, and uh, you know I definitely got much better at it uh, because of that episode. And that's one of those games that I feel like if you're a, real, if you're a real Nintendo fan, you deserve to, you really need to put some time in and get better at uh, Punch-Out. It's just one of those things you have to do. And I'm glad I did. And lastly, I just want to say thank you for the show. I want to say thanks to all of our listeners out there. Every week we do always thank our patrons because, uh, like I say every week, it isn't just uh, lip service without their financial support. We would not probably be still doing the show. Nick and I really are just a couple of working class guys. We don't have a ton of money. Uh, we and and we use the small amount of money that uh, we get to pay for our gas, pay for new equipment when stuff breaks, and pay for the hosting of the show. And, uh, you know, it's enough to keep it going. And as long as it's there, we'll keep doing this because uh, this is a labor of love. It does take a lot of work, but I do love doing it. I love being able to hang out with my buddy, uh, you know, talk about these old games, catch up for a little bit, and the, and going through some of these old games I, I may not have given a chance before and exposing them to my children and and sharing them with uh, everyone, you know, across this great country and around the world. It's pretty humbling that so many people listen to our show. And uh, really, I mean, we've said it before, but we just can't believe that it keeps growing and that as many people do listen to us as uh, they do. So thanks, Nick, for asking me to do this show and doing it with me every week. 
thank you to all the listeners out there. We really do appreciate every single one of you. And uh, and even though we're not the best at returning uh, emails or returning messages for feedback, we do read almost everything. We take a lot of it to heart, and it does shape what we are doing and, and the shows we plan on producing in the future. So keep all of that coming in, guys. We really do appreciate it. And once again, thank you. Thank you all so much, everyone. And I guess now over to Nick. Thanks, Eric, for your Thanksgiving thoughts. And now it's my turn. So Thanksgiving is one of the best holidays where you just get to eat whatever you want, as much as you want, and then beat yourself on the couch and just watch whatever you want generally. I always, looking back, I can remember uh, watching a lot of, uh, well, the old old school Mystery Science Theater 3000 marathons I used to have. I watch those all the time. As well as I remember for a few years, for some reason, I want to I say TBS would play Willow, which is uh, coincidentally my favorite film. And so I remember watching that for a few years running. So it kind of became a Thanksgiving tradition. I know, uh, I don't know if Eric will mention this, but I, I know we spent quite a few Thanksgivings together when his you know, family was out of state. So he would come and, uh, you know, usually give me a ride and, uh, you know, we'd share Thanksgiving. But I in particular can remember one of the worst Thanksgivings that we shared together. When way back in the year of, wow, maybe 2000, I don't know, it's been quite some time, nearly 20 years for sure, where we were both uh, living together in the dorms at our university, and around this time, our entire, you know, you get a food card, or at least did back in those uh, ancient times, and, you know, we had completely bled that thing dry by now, and we had no money, so we had decided to, we well, we got to get jobs, and we both uh, pretty quickly we both got a, this, a job at the same location, which was a nearby uh, cinema, so uh, we were both excited to do that, but it was a few weeks before we would ever get our first paycheck. So in the meantime, cresting up until that Thanksgiving, every night we would bring home all the popcorn they threw away. We'd bring home a garbage bag of popcorn and just sit there. And then one year when we had to eat, we had to work before Thanksgiving, so I just remember sitting there with this huge bag of stale popcorn propped up between our two computer desks, like just the sad looks we exchanged where it was like, ugh. But at least there's someone there to suffer together. And that's why I won't eat popcorn. But this isn't a popcorn podcast. It's not Popcorn Command. Um, We're here for games. So I tried to think back about some games that I was thankful for. And of course, any uh, regular listeners would know that the, the real game, that probably my favorite game of all time, is The Legend of Zelda on NES, so I'm definitely thankful for that. It really expanded my ideas of what a video game could be or do. There was just so much there compared to anything else at the time. And then alongside that, you know, even though I had already played many NES games, I do remember still coming back and kind of seeing the same footprints of, like, exploration and stuff in uh, Pitfall, but specifically Pitfall 2, which uh, one of my good friends back in elementary school, had on whatever Atari 2600, I think. But we we spent so much time just, you know, wandering around that dungeon. It was such a, or cavern, I should say. It was such a fun uh, game to just poke at. And again, it was that other exploration vibe that, you know, I'm really thankful for. So thank you, Pitfall 2. And this one here uh, I'm thankful for is Toe Jam and Earl, which we've covered on this podcast, but uh, have a lot of great memories, which are, not necessarily Thanksgiving memories, but ones that I'm thankful for with my partner in crime, Mr. Eric, where we would take our yearly September birthday battle against uh, this game and try to just brood our way through it. But even though it was 
pretty tough to really make progress after a certain point since that game is so random. It was just uh, another one. It's just fun to just beat your head against, kind of. I don't know. But thanks, ToeJam and Earl. I'm also thankful for Rock and Roll Racing, which is one of our least downloaded episodes, which I can understand. It's not a not a very big hit uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But for me, it's a it's a game that I have a lot of memories playing with, like my, my younger brother and my sister. You know, it was just this brief moment before... I could drive, and I, I don't know. It was a it was a fun one to just play with uh, with the family. It was weird, uh, but uh, good stuff there. Check it out. And then, of course, I must thank uh, must be thankful for Dragon Warrior. This game really, in a lot of ways, shaped me as a young man or <laughs> as a young boy because it it really helped me to understand what was going on in these uh, Dungeons and Dragons books that I just we discovered at my friend's house, and it was uh, it was like the Rosetta Stone that really let us break through and understand what what was really going on and that sent me down a long path of uh, many many tabletop rpgs so thanks dragon warrior and then another one which uh, we have not covered but will someday uh, uh, probably on og rpg uh, but is ultima 4 the quest of the avatar i played this uh, i've played it on many systems since then but at the time i owned it on the nes and it was one of the first true you know Similar to Legend of Zelda, but this one, you know, this was an open-world kind of free-flowing RPG with lots of uh, choices and agency for the, the player. And it was uh, one of the first games to have any kind of, like, morality system. So it really, you know, I don't know, it kind of made me think about different things in a video game. Again, kind of expanding my ideas of, of what, what could be done out there. It's uh, it was It's really cool, and I totally recommend it, even though it's a little different than your standard JRPG. And then looking back at this podcast, you know, there are, there are a couple episodes I'm in particular that I, I was thankful for because I learned some things about games either, you know, that I really didn't like before and then kind of softened on or just, well, much like this first one, Bionic Commando. I'm, it's one of the feathers in my cap that I finally beat that game without cheating. Learning to use that arm was tough, but a very rewarding process. So thanks, Bionic Commando. And in the same boat is, uh, you know, Punch-Out!, like... I've loved that game. I've played it all my life, but I never beat Mike Tyson until this podcast, you know, which is one of the things that's great is because, uh, you know, I never really had the discipline, even though these games have been out there and easily available in uh, legal and otherwise means for many years. So it was great to, you know, kind of force my hand into really giving it the the old uh, college try and finally getting it done. And in that same category again is Castlevania 1. One of the games that had a, you know, somewhat deserved reputation for being super hard on the NES, and I was glad I could go back there and check it out. And then finally, one of our earlier episodes, of course, was the infamous Friday the 13th on the NES, which is not a good game by any stretch of the imagination, but it was interesting. The more I got into the weird systems, you could see that there was something in its DNA that was actually really cool, but in ahead of its time, but just couldn't quite, you know, make it through or, you know. Didn't quite come out in a palatable way, so unfortunate. But, you know, it, it's really interesting, I think, to go back and look and see different interpretations of certain types of gameplay or ideas as they, as different uh, as different companies and, uh, you know, and across different hardware and stuff were, you know, trying to make similar uh, types of games and how, how they would come out back in the old days as, you know, as compared to many more modern takes. You know, like, for example, with that Friday the 13th, you know, it's kind of an early survival horror game but you know it's not quite <laughs> fun but you could just tell that people you know what would later become you know the resident evil and all the other you know silent hills and stuff you know like you can kind of see where 
maybe they weren't exactly taking cues from this game, but, you know, there were similar ideas of a gameplay experience that they were trying to do. But, you know, unfortunately, in the 8-bit era, it was much tougher than once you got to the PlayStation. So thanks, Friday the 13th. And of course, we say a thanks for our patrons every week, but, you know, I... This is the time to really lay it on because it's really amazing that people will choose to listen to two spazers rambling on about old video games. It's, you know, it's great. Um, and, and it's really flattering. And we have many great patrons, but uh, one which I would be remiss to mention because uh, it's a little overdue. But one of our top patrons, David Downs, who asked us to plug his book, which is awesome. It's called Anticipating the Avalanche of Adoption, which is a book about uh, blockchain technology, which is uh, <laughs> a little above my pay grade. I don't, so I can't speak to that, but I can say that he loves Earthbound, which that's a JRPG that I've, I've loved, but I've never fully completed. I remember getting through mo- about half of it before I think I moved or something, you know, and it breaks your momentum and you just don't get back. So big thanks to David Downs and anybody interested in blockchain technology, check that out. That's on, I think it's available on Kindle. So get out there, make it happen. Give it the cartridge command sales bump. I'm also really thankful for one of the best days of my life, which happened not too long ago, which was my awesome wedding to the one and only Invincible Abby. We've been together for a long time, so it was nice to uh, finally put a ring on it, if you know what I mean. But it was just a, a really great evening, of course. Eric was my best man, and, you know, he gave a great speech. It was just a great night all along, and, you know, it's just a a treasured memory that I'll always be thankful for. And then, of course, I'm thankful for this podcast itself. It's it's really interesting. It's a weird thing to say you do and to do when you, you know, I'm not trained or anything. I never went to podcast school, but I really love it because it's, you know, kind of in the way people like book clubs, I guess, where... You know, it gives me a reason to play these old games. Like, I can't tell you how many times I would just be in the mood to play. I want to play some old, you know, Super Nintendo game or an NES game. And you go to check it out, but then it's like, well, what game? Well, I don't know. And then, you you know, if you have, say, a RetroPie or something, you know, you have a thousand NES games you can play. And like, <laughs> how do you make that call? It's really tough. <laughs> like a kid in a candy store. It's, you know, I just would be running down the aisles, could never make up my mind. So it's nice to have a structure, you know, when you get that kind of paralysis of of options you know with so many choices and of course it's always fun to get to see you know and and compare and contrast opinions and interpretations with the you know my best buddy eric living in different cities you know we've got to hang out a little more than we normally would probably (laughs) so you know that's always cool and of course you know this podcast itself has helped me through some tough times since the beginning of our podcast adventure i've lost two cars and two computers but worst of all Two brothers, my brother and stepbrother, passed away in the last year and a half. It was devastating, and uh, one of the few things that actually, you know, just to give me something that I enjoyed doing, you know, regularly to try to keep a schedule when you're just overwhelmed with so much. It's, you know, I'm sure many listeners have lost loved ones, so I know this isn't unique to myself, but, you know, having something to look forward to and work towards uh, and, you know, knowing that there are... There were people out there, some people giving us money, you know, just, you know, it's, it gave me a boost when I needed it the most. So thank you all. Thanks listeners and patrons and video game fans of all generations. Thank you, America. Thank you, planet Earth. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game Game on. on!
So Thanksgiving is, uh, I think, so hello, 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 oh, what the, f- hello, hello. I don't know, cut that out.